Welcome to the Battle of the Willamette podcast. We love the Ocho. God damn it, don't be a nine ball. <laughs> we bring you the Diaz, the 10th season of the Battle of the Willamette. With a quick update from last week, I'm with my guys, CJ and Justin. How are we doing? Quick intro, how's things? Things are, uh, they're okay. Rough week one, but uh, that happened to exactly half the league so uh the other six are okay after week one but it's just week one yeah i'm feeling pretty good um you know snuck out of there with a win this week during my project rebuild um so it's nice to get a win while you're rebuilding i'll take any win that i can get i really felt like i had no business winning any game this anything this week so Mm. the fact that i beat hawk attack felt pretty good nice I felt like I had no and, business and, losing, so. And, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and he got me lost, too, so it was like a double win for me. There we go. Yeah. Well, and I felt like, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a get-right week for me, so uh, we're going to knock that one out of our mouth, and we'll just, we're just going to move right on. Uh, trying a little uh, a new format with the old Battle of Willamette. Uh, we're just going to hit you guys with the hits and misses from last week. We're going to jump right into a recap of our first matchup. CG, I've got uh, you versus Hawk Attack. What do you got for us? Well, yeah. So, like I said, pulled off the win 152.6 to 114.66. So, that's uh, always pretty good. I'll hit on some of the highlights. So, Hawk Attack started off big with that big scoring from Gabe Davis on Thursday night. He also got eight points from Aaron Donald. So, he was jumping right out there. And without, you know, Alan Robinson doing much, he was at a big, he had a pretty big week. Saquon Barkley is back. Boy, did he look good. I did watch a few of that. I was off and on watching on Sunday, but uh, I did watch a little bit of Saquon. He looked really good. He was the highest scoring running back of the week, so I'll take it. And then, of course, Wilson and Judy brought it home for me on Monday night. So it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good weekend. Yeah, not a bad weekend to not pay attention to fantasy football, go golfing, <laughs> send pictures to everyone else. Meanwhile, Hawk Attack uh, loses Dak Prescott, he had, it, Jamal Adams uh, out as well. Right. All of this after his first round pick of uh, Kittle became a debacle. And the salt in the wound was you with the stack of Judy and Wilson taking it home for him. So that's painful. Yeah, well, at least he got the uh, Monday night win with Seattle over the Broncos. So at least we'll give him that. You know, he was there at the game, so good for him. But there were some low lights, some things that are rough. You mentioned Dak. That's a tough one, right? You, you lose your quarterback this early. I mean, ask products what it's like to go, you know, all season without your quarterback, which I don't think Dak's going to be gone all season, but it's not easy, right? When you're streaming, you're having a, throw the dice every week that's tough and then Gabe Davis was the only player that beat projections for Hawk Attack his team let him down last week it was rough it was really rough and of course you know my only real low light that really bothered me was a 2.2 from A-Rob but that's you know that happens sometimes in week one well it was a tough go out of the gates for Hawk Attack, I think that he is. Uh, we should we should be watching out maybe the next 
another loss for him, slack attack. I mean, he's, I know he's managing. I'm sure he's getting some, he's all the counseling that uh, he's had over the last few years. Uh, he's getting his money's worth in week one. So we'll see how yeah. it goes, but a good win and an unexpected win. for Badon. I do have yeah. one last thing to say about this game. There is no chance of a midweek adjustment. So we are safe that that won't happen. Moving into our next matchup, one of our yeah, uh, so, here, Duck Cowboy versus Gore. CJ, what do you got? Well, it was, you know, 137.72 to 127.3 for Gore. So Gore picked up the win. Um, Gore had the top linebacker for the week, Devin White with 22.5. Cup, the number five player, but the number two wide receiver um, this week with his 33. And the other interesting thing about this game is Cup outscored both of Gore's wide receivers when you combine their points. And then Swift outscored both of Gore's, Gore's running backs combined, and Gore still got the win. Very interesting. And all the way up until the, the, the game of the night, the last couple of plays of the night, I felt dirty because I still had a chance, as bad as my team had played, to win this thing. I was going to Gore Gore. Um, but once Dak went out and the backup came in and all the check downs started going down to Schultz, I just knew that I was doomed. It was just one of those weeks where neither one of us deserved to win this game. It was the game of the week. It was ugly. Every decision I made, uh, kicker, for example, I could picking between two people. I get one point from one, the other kicker scores 17. It was just like that all week one. Um, so it's just week one. I'm not going to take too much from it, uh, but Gore, uh, Gore with the victory. Yeah, and, you know, D.C., you had four players with less than five points. That's always rough. You don't want that. Gore had six players with less than ten. But I'll tell you what, I think that Stafford, that Monday night, seven sacks, three picks. I mean, you're, you're, you're never going to survive that. And you guys both struggled. And you guys scored 265 points combined. That's the lowest output between the two of you since 2014. That was before we had IDP and PPR. I mean, you guys, this is bad. And last year, you guys kicked out the season with 400, over 400 points combined with Gore, with you beating Gore out. So it's, it's just interesting. And you now you've lost three of the last four openers, you know, which is also tough to start the year. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been rough. Seems to happen. Uh, veteran teams, they don't have all their players play in preseason. Week one can be kind of sloppy. That's what it's been for me. Obviously, it was like that for Gore. Only other thing I'll say about this is Swift, as much of it, he had a nice day. The goal line carries went to Williams. And uh, that's terrible when, when the big man does all the work, gets down there and doesn't get rewarded for it. So hopefully that won't happen all season. We'll see. The one thing I will say about this game makes me feel good for someone that's coming off of a tough year or a tough two years. Aaron Rodgers scores 20 points. I beat both you sons of bitches. Moving on. Uh, third matchup we're going to talk about here. It looks like Slumlord, the new guy, versus the Nemesis. He got me. CJ, I know uh, there's a little glimmer in your eye and a little, uh, little joy in your heart when we talked about this one. Yeah, you know, good for the new guy. He shows up his first game wins, you know, beats He Got Me, you know, the 12-win team from last year. He beats him 175.3, 159.22. So pretty pretty healthy game from both teams, really. I mean, Slumlord had 
Every player scored more than 10 points except his linebacker, which is surprising. So that tells you, like, he's consistent. It wasn't, like, necessarily, you know, one or two guys or something like that. Like, his team all contributed to the score, which was good. Minka Fitzpatrick was the highest-scoring IDP from Slumlord with 31.1. But he got me, got 42 points from, like, he started both Colts running backs and got 42 points from them, which (laughs) – how often are you starting two running backs from the same team and you can pull off 42 points? That's pretty, that's pretty ballsy. I'll tell you like to do that. Um, but he did it, you know, so some pretty good highlights from this game, but yeah, I mean, Slumlord was the top um, IDP score for the week too. Yeah. A couple of good outputs, but in typical, he got me fashion. He's talking about the players that he didn't start instead of the ones that he did. <laughs> and that mulligan rule is out there and alive and i did kind of like the idea if i was ever to get behind the mulligan rule again week one would not be a bad time to do it just without without people you know, really having much of an idea uh, on their team so maybe that'll get some momentum uh, i have no no doubt that uh as much as he got me as saying it's just one week he's frustrated and we could see a fire sale coming soon yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised i mean all he had seven he got me at seven stars underperformed and he's never going to get that out of his head right like it's like that's a lot of your team to underperform and slumlord his keepers he started all six and he was in the bottom um for keeper scoring per 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 keeper scoring and he was in the bottom so his team he he did another way he did he did it through idp and he did it through the draft so you know, because um, he was a top scorer from drafted players. The players that he drafted scored the most points this week. Um, and he got me, scored the most, he scored 15 half points from his trades that he's already done. We started week one. Uh, but Slumlord, is, it was all IDP. It was all IDP for him. That's what really put him over the top. I mean, 32% his, of his points came from IDP last week. And I'm just shooting from the hip here, but I don't think that he drafted until quite a bit later in the draft. Uh, so that's actually really a pretty good statistic to think, because um, I don't think he had his first pick until pretty late and, uh, and quite a few really late picks as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Nice. Well, always happy to see he got me losing in week one so he can get the, uh, the coal put back in the train so he can get that thing going in the right direction. <laughs> going to roll off the next 11 or 12 wins. So he don't take it too hard. It's moving into our next matchup. The devastating Tony triple threat versus pro ducks. CJ, what do you got? Yeah. Well, Tony pulled off the win 143.12 to 124.12. So, you know, and that was really a lot of that was, you know, Lamar had a great day, 28 points. AJ Brown really showed up in his debut with the Eagles at 25 points. Pittman looked good for products. You know, I think uh, that was his best player this week, but it's nice to see like Pittman coming through for him. And both IDP units were at the top of the league. So both really did pretty well with their, their IDP, which is important. Uh, it's good to see. So, you know, that there wasn't a ton of highlights, but you know, those were pretty, those were pretty, pretty impactful. Well, I had a chance to talk with products and uh, what a stinker he put up and he was frustrated. Um, slacking back and forth with him a little bit. You know, you just would expect a little bit more. He's always solid, not from an IDP perspective, but, uh, you know, for the, for the names on, uh, on his team to come out and throw some of those duds, uh, he got zero out of Komet. I know that's going to bother him. Uh, Pollard with so much upside with five points. 
Um, just kind of a stinker, Burrow. Uh, how many interceptions did Burrow throw? Four? Yeah, four and seven That's, sacks. Yeah, so uh, better days to come for products, but it's always rough uh, to come out and lose to uh, to triple threat week one. I looked, I didn't see, I mean, at least in the starters, I'd have to look at his bench, but I didn't see uh, how many points Greg Oden had. But um... <laughs> also, hey, he underperformed every week, underperformed Greg Oden. Yeah. Well, and this was this was Produx's lowest opening day score ever. Like he, he usually is ready, he's prepared. He, I think his you know his team's pretty solid, so it's pretty surprising. And he had the fewest points on his bench, so that just tells me that for the week he had twelve and a half points on his bench. His team let him down. That Najee Harris injury was tough. We talked about Burrow Cowboys offense kind of killed everybody, including Zeke for Tony. Um, those are rough. It was a rough outing for for products, but he'll bounce back. I believe he'll he'll be fine. As will Tony's triple threat with his four photos on Slack last week. He's <laughs> up in his game in every aspect of this league. So good work, Tony, and thanks to Miss B. Uh, let's move on. A uh, matchup that is not near and dear to my heart because it was a blowout. We're going <laughs> looking at end zone and. Hippopotamus, CJ. Brady. Yeah, so this is this is a little bit of a blowout. Uh, sorry, hip hop, but one seventy two point two eight to one nineteen point five. Easy pulls off the win. Allen and Diggs, boy, that that combo is going to be really tough to beat. And you throw in Adams, ninety eight point seven eight points, or fifty seven percent of he, of Easy's points last week. I don't know how you get you get past that, you know. And and to throw in a highlight for you, hip hop, you did have the top scoring kicker for the week. Hey, that's this is the first season I've ever drafted a kicker, and it's already paying dividends. <laughs> CJ, I couldn't agree more. You know, he started his end zone. Um, he officially changed his name, I thought, to, to EZ, just the letters EZ. And he might want to just change his name to E-A-S-Y as long as he has Allen and Diggs in that combo because it's getting real easy for him to get 60 points a week out of those guys. And so um, yeah. this is the one game um, that I wasn't as surprised about. No offense, uh, hip-hop. The end zone's got a stacked roster. You're going to get your wins this year. Um, but this one in the East, uh, I picked, you know, most of the other games, I think, were some upsets. So um, you'll bounce back, though, buddy. Well, and I think if you look at what happened, you know, with Bud, so Rodgers and Jones combined for 30 points, that really should have been more 40-plus points between those two, which makes a big difference. I think Montgomery and that, sloppy wet game in Chicago doesn't help. Um, you know, and, and I think luckily TJ Watt escapes, you know, IR, but easy did lose Mitchell to um, for the season, or at least for most of the season. But that's tough when you lose, when, when Rogers pulls that, you did that to me last year, bud. So I apologize, man. I'm sorry. All that excitement on that quarterback and he comes out and lays a negative burger. Come yeah. on. Relax. Relax. That's, that's all, all you can do. 
he's that's coming, all you he, can do because he he needs to somehow recreate that chip on his shoulder like he isn't the mvp like he isn't gonna win a bunch so this is just he just bagged one game to so to rebuild put that chip back on there so yeah that's all i got yeah and the only last couple things end zone has three tight ends on his roster and between the three of them they scored 11.3 points that includes the ones on his bench and he only had also end zone only has four players that throw from his draft. He's already gotten rid of everybody else. So the other seven guys he drafted are gone. Is this the first time in the history of this league where there are multiple teams with multiple tight ends and one of them isn't Bud? Hey, <laughs> I was I was ahead of the trend. I was ahead of the curve, and I just fell off. Unbelievable! Unbelievable. You really were. Man, I've already offered uh, Hawk two first-round picks for Kittle. Oh, is that out loud? So moving on to our final game of the week. Let's get the mighty recap. Great, great, great matchup to end it, to bring it home. Electro versus the IPNator. Great, great matchup this week. CJ. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot to unpack here. All right. But yeah, Electro wins 201.96 to 190.1. These guys both clearly ran away with it this week, but unfortunately they're playing each other. So we'll have to hear about that. But Electrocutioner, every player on his roster but his kicker beat projection. That is rare, but wow, what a great week. Herbert and Chase were both in the top 10 scoring, actually both in the top eight. The top scoring player was Mahomes with 44.9 and the top non-quarterback was Justin Jefferson with 39.4 despite that he loses which is tough so I don't know what what do you think Justin well I think that this is just a little more salt in that Cam Akers wound because if he puts up (laughs) if he doesn't make that trade it's just another one of those things I don't know Kareem Hunt Someone, you know, that, that was in that, that fifth round, um, you know, those five players. If he starts any one of those, he wins this game. So a um, little rough for, for IP, no doubt, but uh, it is always frustrating. And this feels like this happens every single year where IP would have beaten any other team that he played that day. He just happened to go up against Electro, who's outscored everyone. Um, and, and that's the way the fantasy football works. But uh, big win for Electrocutioner. Yeah, and I, I scoured for a low light from Electro's team, and there just wasn't one. It was as good of a performance out of a fantasy team as you could as you could find. Like it was that good. There was three players on the bench on IP's bench that he could have started to win this. And the only last thing I'll say about this game, IP didn't start a single player from his draft. He had nine picks in the third round and he didn't start a single player that he drafted that's weird i don't think i've ever seen that before it's all waivers and trades and everything else and he only has four players on his roster left from his draft just like enzo it's crazy i kind of feel like we should just take a moment of silence and think about that (laughs) i mean this was an all-time great draft opportunity and 
I don't know what to say. Even what he traded for got him zero points. He got zero points from draft day. Everything that he did on draft day, he got and still put up 190 points. <laughs> which, which I think that should be frightening for everyone else. And he did that poorly. He drank. He didn't. He sponsored around, but didn't give anybody any drinks. And still does that poorly, but still gets 190 points. What an a-hole. <laughs> oh, oh boy. That's it though. That's the games. That's the recap. Nice. I feel like uh I feel like we're in and out. We're quick. This is uh we're trying to give everybody what they want so they can have something for the weekend. We've got one last little bit. We do want to bring everybody a preview of the Battle of the Willamette Week 2 Game of the Week. CJ, what do you got? Well, it was tough. Um, you know, Duck Cowboy and I went back and forth on this a little bit. And what we landed on for the Game of the Week is Hawk Attack versus He Got Me. Ooh. A get, a get right versus a get right? Well, there's a lot that can happen here. I know Justin's got a point of view on that, and that's kind of he kind of sold me on the idea. Well, I think that it's one thing as you look through these different games for people to go two and zero, but it's a much worse thing to go zero and two. And the fact that we have he got me had such a strong year last year, uh, and and Hawk Attack, who is second and most deserving, uh, both of these guys. <laughs> If they go into this one, the loser of this, we're either going to have a meltdown uh, fire cell from he got me. Or on the other side, we're going to have a slack attack of epic proportions from mock attack. So <laughs> this is like a train wreck that you can't take your eyes off of. Uh, no pun intended for uh, the, the luck train, but we're going to see one of these teams is going to be 0 and 2 and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, this week, Hawk Attack has had some strong slack. The trash train and then off the rails going off the off the curves. Those got me laughing. That I yeah. had to take a, I had to take a minute because those those were strong takes. Great memes. Yeah, but then he couples it up with the, you know, the kind of like that freaky bitchy Seattle Seahawks fan stuff. Right, where they're just sort of like they've just lost their minds in Seattle. And he he's fine until he starts talking about that. Then I kind of lose him a little bit, you know, but that's all right. It was it's all good. I'm looking forward to watching that game, and that is one that I will be watching closely come this weekend. Not to mention the two of them all I mean, I would think with the most chatter on a week to week on the Slack box. So uh it's oh, yeah. gonna be back and forth from Thursday through Monday night, and uh, definitely, definitely a game of the week. All right. Well, this has been great, guys. This One awesome. for the ages. So another We're recap bring this in the each books. Week. We, will, uh, we will bring you another Battle of the Willamette Diaz weekly recap this time next week. Zion, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys then. We're out. See you next time, guys.